on air with JT. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. You are listening to On Air with JT. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening or watching a brand new episode of On Air with JT. And of course, as you know, my name is Justin Thomas, but you can call me JT. And again, thank you so much for all of your support. I really, really do appreciate it. You can listen to this show exclusively on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just head over to onairwithjt.com and all of my links and platforms are there. You can also watch the full episodes and clips, behind the scenes, exclusive content at my YouTube channel. Just type in onairwithjt. Just head over to onairwithjt.com and everything is right there. And of course, if you are a business owner, a brand, a company, and you're interested in advertising on this podcast, my social media platforms, and my new podcasts that are launching this year, then send me an email. Of course, serious inquiries only. You can email me at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Yes, sir. You are listening to On Air with JT. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. Caution, you are listening to On Air with JT, a fully uncensored, raw, and unfiltered show. JT doesn't give a fuck. You are listening to On Air with JT, pop culture, news, rants, interviews, serious discussions that the mainstream media won't talk about, and so much more. This is On Air with JT. You are listening to On Air with JT. How's it going, everybody? You are listening to On Air with JT, and I have a very special exclusive interview with Alex Band, lead singer of The Calling. How are you doing today, Alex? Hello. I'm, I'm doing really well, thanks. I'm uh, doing well. I've been been a long road of, of you know, getting through some hard stuff, and uh, the, the calling kind of disappeared for a while there, but I'm uh, finally happy to say I'm back and putting out new music this year so um, i'm really i'm really happy to hear that you know obviously not about you know just some struggles but just the fact that you're back you're you're, you know it seems like you're in the mindset and and you're ready to really you know show the world and, and obviously show yourself you know how yeah how amazing and creative of a and diverse of a of an artist that you are um, Thanks. Thank course, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that I'm just, you know, speaking the truth. I, I always like, you know, especially when I interview people that 
have made a significant impact and influence on my life, you know, and, and, you know, you're one of them, especially during my life and, you know, um, oh, and times like, you just, like just struggles like, you've yeah, had, just like my, yeah. my mental health journey throughout my whole life, you know. Yeah, you know, that song always resonated. Music, with me. yeah, it's and, a powerful and, and, tool, and it, it really is. And, and it's so ironic because, you know, you know, essentially, you know, from a lot of people's perspective, you know, it's about kind of like a heartbreak, you know, but like, I no, <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. I well, I feel like. Some well, when I read, I don't think so, but I feel like when I, I see, you know, I, sometimes I read some of the comments and people are like, oh, like I play this one, you know, I, I broke up with my ex or something like that. But to me, it, well, always, it can mean a lot of different things, yeah, so me, sure. To sure. me, it, it always resonated to me like it, it was just one of those songs that just, you know, if, if I felt depressed or, you know, just lost or whatever it, it was just one it's, it's one of those songs that was always my it, it's still to this day my go like one of my go-to songs that that plays and it just you know makes me feel better and, but and, and that's, hey that's that's amazing yeah that, that's that's the best best thing i can hear as a musician is, yeah, it's the, is that the so. power the power of music you know i mean yeah of course you're doing it for yourself but you know i i feel like some artists don't fully comprehend the, how much of an impact yeah. and influence that they could have on, on on a fan yeah well especially newer artists you know they don't you know after you've been doing this for 30 years like I've, it's you get the you get the gist of it you get the ups and downs you're able to look back and, you know and really understand a lot through it all so i'm i'm, I'm lucky in that way definitely so alex so you grew up in la is that correct yeah, I'm born and raised in Hollywood. I, I live I live in the valley now. I got a son, a wife. Um, but I'm born and raised in Hollywood Hills, and uh, my dad was like a crazy B movie producer. He, he's still making crazy B movies at seventy, in your, whatever he is. And your grandfather and uh, and great grandfather were also in the industry. Is that yeah? Correct? All the band. Yeah, that my my father. My father's father, my grandfather, who passed away um, right when I was having a lot of success, actually, in the, like the early 2000s. It was a, uh, it was sad. I missed, uh, I missed it. But yeah, it's, it's it was old, you know. And um, but yeah, he um, he was the son of actually a Max Band, who my son is named after. Is Max Band? Max Band is my great grandfather, so my father's father's father, and this is. Uh, this is a man who was Picasso's partner. He was the number one, um, like Jewish kind of biblical painter of of the early 19th century. I mean, it's, a lot of his paintings are in you know all over the world. They're in lots of museums, and uh, yeah, and you can look them up, Max Band. Anyway, his he's got a crazy story. Roosevelt, President Roosevelt, hired him to come to the White House. Um, from Lithuania and like paint do his portrait and it's still there. I've seen it at the White House and a sculpture he did of Roosevelt in the in the in the uh, in the courtyard. It's really crazy to go there and see that shit still there. But he, the Nazis actually invaded his his um, my great grandfather's uh, like t- town where went while he was in America oh, doing wow. the portrait. So so he he was able to get with Roosevelt's brother's help. 
he helped him get the family over here and moved to LA. And that's how my grandfather came to come here. And my grandfather, um, Max Van's son was, was, yeah, was in, got into film and made a lot of some early on movies that were pretty, pretty important. He started Marilyn Monroe's career. He also dated Marilyn Monroe. Uh, there's photos of him with he, Joe DiMaggio. He, he dated Marilyn uh, Monroe? That is correct. She also, she also wow. babysat my dad while he was a baby too. Yeah, no, there's crazy. I have That's so many legendary, legendary, crazy shit. Um, and and he made like the original Young Guns, and later wow. in his life he was produ- Later in his life he produced like those Honey I Shrunk the Kids movies. Okay. He yeah. made all those those ones, you know. Um, wow. And the and then he did the one Honey I Blew Up the Baby when I'm in Vegas. Whatever. Those were that before he died. I guess that's the biggest things he did. And then anyway, but yeah, my father just decided the quantity over quality i think <laughs> back in the 80s and it was like yeah. just worked for him he has a he, he was a horror niche of crazy fans so my father's the the, the lord of b movies i guess so <laughs> yeah all this is all this is all weird weird different different versions of band the uh, band artists you know and yeah and for me it was music i don't know why but that's what was in me when i was born and i mean i was always there doing it so yeah go ahead what would when you think back do you think obviously just being around that had a lot of impact and influence on you pursuing a career obviously it's in your dna you know uh, of being it's more than it's more than in my dna it's 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 um well, it is in my DNA, sure. I mean, there is, there, it's, it's, but it's, it's something more. I feel like it's a, I don't know, because I was too young to understand any of this shit. You know, when yeah. I first started singing and writing songs, I was four years old. I had a tape recorder. I didn't, you know, I was, it was just in me. It was very interesting, but it, it just came out of me a different way. But the, the thing I do share from my grandfather and my great grandfather, Max Van Painter, and stuff, these are, these are all people that have dealt with serious mental health issues. Yes. Um, my father has not. I don't know. I think his somehow he got around it, but it's a generation. But but that that's certainly. I mean, Max Band was bipolar. I'm not bipolar, but still, there's that. There's a. There's definitely some you know screws loose in the brains that uh, in my family that has opened up some maybe ability to tap into more artistic things i don't know i'm not i don't know what it was but yeah that's i i totally agree with you on that aspect i mean i'm i'm very open about my mental health you know journey and i I also suffer from bipolar and you know okay yeah so you know that it's like kanye west and obviously i don't agree with you know the anti-semitic and you know crazy bullshit but like yeah exactly but just in terms of like you know music you know it's different but like um but i I, did did you feel this might sound like a silly question but i'm just curious did you feel like maybe like any pressure just because you know you come from a family who no that's what i'm saying is that that's what i was saying is that i was so young i didn't know i didn't know anything i just told you i didn't know anything about my great-grandfather he was dead i didn't know anything I don't know what my grandfather did. I had no clue, you know, um, and even by the time I was, I mean, I knew my dad made movies. I knew he made horror movies. I was on the set of his movies when I was a little kid, four or five years old. 
I saw my first horror movie when I was five years old. So it's oh crazy. God. I mean, wow. yeah, I mean, the first, I mean, my dad, his first company, they made Halloween, the original Halloween and the media entertainment. They also made a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So these are two major cult hits that built his career from there. And anyway, um, but yeah, I grew up in, in remembering that stuff and not so much remembering uh, or knowing, you know, that, that I come from this lineage of artistic talent and I, you know, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I just, again, I just started singing and writing songs about like deep shit. While when I, like before I was even 10 years old, I started, like I said, when I was a little, like my son's age, you know, five, six, by then I was already doing it, but I played, started playing guitar at seven, taught myself guitar and piano. And then, Wow. Yeah, I was writing songs, you know. Well, yeah, I wrote Wherever You'll Go when I was 15. So that's... Wow. That's So by the age of 15, you got the record deal with RCA? That was the same, yeah. And they, yeah, and Wherever You'll Go was one of many songs that we got signed with. That, the, you know, like we, I had like maybe 30 songs that was just sitting there. And, you know, they knew that, 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 that some of these could be good, but he didn't quite know what to do with us. And instead, he put us on the shelf for five years. So I actually sat around and played shows and just kept writing and waiting for this motherfucker, sorry, um, A&R guy to let us actually make the record because he didn't think there were hits. He didn't think anything. So that was like, that's, that's, that's yeah. insane. So I, I have two questions yeah. to, to follow up on that. When when you got that deal at fifteen, like, were you like, what the like, holy shit! I just got a yeah, no, it was, and then like, no, it was a big deal too. And he, and and in the second part, I was like, he right away was telling my parents, look, he's got to do homeschooling because he's going to be in the studio a lot and so on and so forth. And you know, and this is like, yeah, and I just started tenth grade. I was pulled out of high school. I started doing homeschooling. And yes, we did go in the studio a little bit, but then he got busy, whatever, creating his pussycat dolls for years. And then, I don't know. And then, yeah, we pretty much sat around. It took forever, forever to finally get him to let us make a record. That's right. And then, and then, and then it, took, it took a year to break where we would go. It was not easy. Yeah, and that's crazy. I'm always like fascinated by just that aspect of the industry. And, and well, the industry as it was then was still in the early 2000s. It was the dying. It was dying, but it was still that, you know, and especially when I was signed in 1997 or whenever it was. Yeah, I think 96 is when it started. I think I signed actually in 97. Anyway, but I, things were still the old school way of the industry and the old school way of the industry where the labels ran everything and you were held hostage to them whether you were in the label deal with them or you left them or anything forever it was i've been i've wasted so many years of my life and so much money with lawyers trying to just escape one deal to get into the next to the, the, the so i'm happy to say now no need any of that shit um and i can do whatever the hell i want so and i own all my old material own all my new materials that's uh i'm so, the love so you, you own all your your masters and everything well re-recording rights on the original calling stuff but like my oh, solo record i own i own i own my solo record and the production of like all the masters of that okay. i own the re-recordings for the new yeah and then obviously all the new there's 
there's a calling there's a finished calling acoustic record um my eight i've had eight number one songs around the world um two in america but eight around the world and uh so i i redid them all including the that what's it called song um adrian like any of you ever our lives from the second album mm-hmm. uh, these are the days of all those they're all on, on there and they're done it's they're done actually i did this years ago it's finished it's just waiting i've been waiting to get i've been fighting legally battle um fighting the original um my original songwriting partner the calling um for the ability to use the calling's name he's been trying to sue me and has sued me multiple times anytime i attempt to use it over the last 10 plus years it's been a, i've been in and out of you know, california court and federal court and it's, it's uh, you always lose it and um but there was no way for me to get a calling album so hence no one has seen a calling album out it's not because i didn't want to it's not because I didn't have the songs, I didn't have in the money, I didn't have the. It's because I have not been able to do it, um, and it and it and 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 because I, this was after I got, I mean, after I got Parkinson's and all that shit, and there were years taken out of my life getting better. Then I've had to fight in court for the last five years, even more, to try to get the rights to just be my who I have always been. <laughs> this is the calling, so. It's, it's been a long drama, but I'm happy to say that's that's past me. I'm I'm so. sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, I I just I hear stories, I see stories about stuff like this, and it's just it it's so you know heartbreaking to see from at least my perspective, especially when you know the members are close and and, and you know it's yeah he was my best friend yeah, back then. It, that's it, insane. It's, it, it's it's crazy. But I do have one question. Yeah, no, people can become people become evil when 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 you know lawyers get involved. Yeah. It really does become you know, and then put in money and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. You you can't have you can't you can't be whatever a quasi celebrity or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I don't know where I fit. I'm a no, no, my musician that people know from a long time ago, so I don't know what that is. Anyway, you can't have that um, without. You know, without getting sued, lots of people that are all just all bullshit. <laughs> you get sued a lot. You get used to that. But yeah, when it's something like this and the inability to say I am the calling, I have to say I am calling, or blah, 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 it's just been stupid. So anyway. Definitely. And I, I don't but I've also been, the last few years, I've also been dealing with massive mental health issues for not the first time in my life, but for. The first time in my life since I was in like a teenager. So, um, just the stress of going through all that, and then COVID happening, which, and then my little brother died, and overdosed during COVID, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, but hey, you know, we've all everybody went through struggles for those years. Holy shit! Um, COVID, COVID. COVID did a lot more than just get people sick and kill people. It was also broke down the important interconnecting system of being able to, you know, people who relied on staying sane and, and, um, and everything with group talks and group, like, you know, group meetings and people recovering addicts and stuff like that. Those kind of people, like my brother, little brother, 
those, they, those, 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 all that shit disappeared. You couldn't go fucking talk to people. So it was, that was it. He, yeah, it's just sad. So, so many people, so many people, as you can, I'm sure you know and read this, Definitely. you know, experiencing, experiencing depression and anxiety that had never experienced it before, too. Like, just, yeah. just from going through that, those years of being stuck. Yeah, I, I yeah. definitely agree, and I, I, I decided to, you know, not to make it about myself, but you know, just really quickly, you know, to share my my story, you know, on 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 YouTube and do an episode on my podcast about it, and um, you know, it was a very vulnerable thing to do, and you know, I, hey, I'm I, proud of you. I'm proud of you, dude. I'm glad you did that. You know what? It helps. It helps people. There's such a stigma on. You know, on 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 that kind of talk. I don't know if people. Don't, I mean, number one, she, I I sure as hell know in in my business. You know, you, you saying I'm having anxiety or saying I'm having a panic attack doesn't mean shit to people that are like, get on stage and do this and do that. Exactly. The, 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 you know, it was never taken seriously. Um, you know, until I'm, you know, being carried away in a stretcher because I passed out from a panic attack. It was, you know, so, mm -hmm. but, but for me, it's really weird. My comfortable place, the base Steve, even if I'm fucking ill or depressed or anything, if I'm on stage or I'm, or I'm in that or I'm, or I'm even on tour, really, or I'm whatever. I'm in that zone. I'm, I'm, I'm home. And, and I know it sounds weird, but it's, it's the only time that I feel, I don't feel kind of like shitties, like physically and emotionally. Um, no, so I get it. I, I get that. So not so so yeah. So the other thing is obviously having to cancel like three major tours during COVID. Um, on top of everything and letting down fans and letting, you know, all of that just like was horrible. It's fucking sorry. COVID fucked up so much shit. I mean, not, and especially just the, the entertainment industry, you know, just, it, it just really, fucked, yeah, fucked yeah, up I was saying really bad. But, but I, yeah. I, I have, um, I have one question, Alex. I, I don't mean to backtrack, but you know, when initially getting that deal at 15 and then, you know, being, you know, shelved, you know, like, like you said, you know, yeah. five years and then, you know, not having like wherever, you know, four. wherever you will go. It was really four. Oh, okay. Four. It was um, four because we, because then we made the record. Uh, now that I'm thinking it was four years because then we made the record, but then he put us on hold again for a year to release it. Okay. That's what it was. So. I see. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious just because you know, obviously you guys ha have something special and you guys had something really special at that time. Like, you know, obviously you guys know that, you know, artists know, you know. Well, even, 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 we, oh, we knew it, we knew it, but not really. And in fact, what's interesting is we knew the excitement of like being in Coyote Ugly, like cool, like we're in a movie playing the song, you know, that was like before anything happened. And then, you know, as we started to work the song and do radio and tour and everything, you know, but actually about eight months in, the song was just about to kind of break and they wanted to give up. I had to put my own money in to make the thing for them to keep the machine going for another two weeks for that to turn. I mean, it was that. It was it's crazy. Yeah, it was. 
was it was it was it like um, I'm assuming there there wasn't really that much self doubt. It was probably more anger at the frust and frustration just how the system is kind of designed and built. Um, I mean, yes, but no, I know. I also believe, I mean, it was hard to, it was hard to think that I had anything to really offer. I was of course excited by the prospect of success and that like, you know, it seemed like things were going in the right direction, but it was, uh, but, um, but yeah, no, I was doubting myself, but of course, I mean, it was my, it was my livelihood. It was the I knew I wasn't, you know, I was told by a million people, you're not going to get another chance like this. So, of course, I put in, I put in my, you know, I put in my, every, every time I had to actually keep that going. And it was worth, worth the bet. So Definitely, it definitely good. paid off. And, and my question to you, Alex, you know, when everything really, you know, started to really blow up, you know, um, yeah. I always like to ask, you know, musicians this, you know, was there, I'm sure there's many, several moments, but was, is there one moment that comes to mind where it's like, it was like, you were like, oh shit, like this is fucking happening. Like this is. Yeah. Yeah. No, there were, there was, there were many like, yeah. I mean, no, obviously I could go on for a whole lot longer about all the positives in the moments too, that there were many that where I was like, this is it, you know, like, okay, wow, we really made it because it was first, it was America and hearing the song on the radio, man, the first time it turned into hearing the song, every fucking place I went every store and everything. And then, then going to a hundred plus countries and having people waiting, thousands of people waiting at the airport that you don't even, you've never even been there. You don't even know who they are and they all want to see them and they're like, what is happening? You know, it's insane. And it's, you know, yeah, that we had such we had such we had such better success outside of America, um, which most people don't know, obviously, in America. Well, so yeah, we we did do heavy. I don't mean to cut you heavy extensive touring internationally. But yeah, go ahead. But but yeah, I was looking up just like the charting and everything, and you guys were like killing it in so many different countries on like the you know the yeah. No, I know it. It was yeah. It was wherever you go, radio. Yeah, wherever you go, the radio was just they were stuck with wherever you go, and then every time we give them another song in America, like. They just didn't want to play it because they were still playing wherever you'll go. Like wherever you do you get it? Like that wherever you'll go was still working for them, and it was just it was weird. And we had really good follow-ups, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, for for what it's worth, though, yeah, singles in other around the world were number one all over the place. And, you know, yeah, it was great. Um, so you know, yeah, that, that whole thing worked out obviously amazingly. But no, there was so many moments, dude. I mean, yeah, sure. but honestly, the I think the great one one of the craziest moments was I was at. I was I was at the Sultan of Brunei's son, Azim. He died. He was a lovely, lovely, good friend of mine. Um, anyway, he died last year. And I don't, and I'm not sure how, but he was a good friend of mine for many years. Um, and I had traveled to to Brunei uh, over in Malaysia. Brunei is like a little tiny country part of little in Malaysia. Anyway, but I've been there. I spent time with him there too, and his family and the and craziness like you know but i mean i went to one of his, one of his birthday parties i was perform i it was i was performing then the then the world then michael jackson 
And so Michael Jackson, I hung out with him for two days straight. There are pictures of, of doing all these bizarre things with Michael Jackson, <laughs> like dude, shooting, like, you know, it was a big birthday event. So it was just wow. like this weekend of fun. And, you know, and this that, guy had, that must have the, been so he's the sole of Brunei's son. So it was, they had billions of dollars. So yeah, it was just like, but, but it wasn't just the Michael Jackson being part of this whole thing. It was that, it was that. Um, that it would Pell Welsh in in um, in Dion, sorry, um, Faye Dunaway, and like all these random people that were the prince's friends that were there. Too. I just met. It was just so such a surreal event, and I went to a lot of those of his and performed at some of them too. And I got to tell you, there's nothing like having Michael Jackson sitting down watching you perform acoustically like in front of you <laughs> it's just like i was like ah wow. but um yeah no there's a lot of things i would love to tell you about that whole thing that i can't um, <laughs> but, yes, totally um but yeah but 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 um but yeah it was the, the that was probably one of, that was like i mean that was not when i thought i made it like okay i've made it in the sense of the, the music and all that I, I had felt that a long way this was years after once i felt like i made it in the sense of like now i'm now okay so i'm just all these faces i know you know that growing up and these celebrities and people and like and everyone's friendly and for the most part and they're nice and it was just but it was weird i felt like i don't know anyway but that was the I guess I think the extra stuff I can't tell is what is would be really great. So I finished the story, but yeah, I'll this, save it. This is good though. That that that's still just mind-boggling. Just the fact that like to have Michael Jackson watch you perform, I I'm sure this, it feels like a, like an out-of-body yeah. experience. To, and to watch to watch and also to watch him drunk playing <laughs> Twister, playing Twister oh, with the, Azim with the wow. with the Prince. It was it was that was funny. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, Alex, so after, you know, when you guys were starting to work on the second project, did you feel like any pressure just because, like, damn, that, like, that, you know, the previous prep project, you know, wherever you would go, like, it was just so massive. Like, like, did you have the mindset or, or, or not, like, of, like, we got, like, we got to make sure that this is, this tops that, like, um, or was it just more like, no, we're just going to do what we do. And if the world likes it, then they do. If they don't, then they don't. Are you saying that's, wait, sorry. Repeat the question one more time. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. No, I, I, was, I was just curious. Like, did you feel any pressure when oh, okay. just trying to do the, the second project the second album right the second the, album the, yeah the massive, oh my god of course success from yeah that was that yeah major pressure and at the same time that i that i was in this pressure situation to write you know the next wherever you'll go i wrote i wrote our lives um on my own and brought that into aaron i remember and um, cause he would do, he would write some, some, like he, like there's a song called things will go my way on that second record that he wrote more of, but there were other songs I wrote more of, but it doesn't matter. Everything's just split. But, uh, anyway, he was, uh, um, he was at the moment he was trying to quit the band, um, but stay in the band, like to quit the touring band. He didn't want to tour or do any of that, but he wanted to 
still keep 50% of everything. <laughs> this is when it all began with him. So it was a big drama. So the whole second record, the creation of it, was done with this grumpy dude that had to be there because he was made, we were making the album, but he didn't even want to be there. He didn't even want to be on tour. He didn't want to do anything. And every day working with him was just sucked ass. And it was just a mega bummer. So uh, the second record was actually really, really hard to make happen because of him and not me. And then, um, and then once it was done and then he quit when I actually went on tour, um, and for that album and I did everything at all, all the promo and everything on my own and the whole, I toured for a year and a half on my own, but in back to, uh, the second record. Yes. Major, 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 major pressure for doing that. But, but it was as simple as, you know, writing, a couple songs like our lives and things of the way and then putting those you know and the label was behind it and there was you know but yeah anyway it was that's also when clive davis came in and took over our project so he was clive davis was producer so on top of everything i was just telling you there was also clive davis producing wow. the calling second record and working with him is really hard too because it's kind of clive or the highway like yeah. you know like in and uh, I was just, you know, I was just in my you know, early 20s, and I was just, it, it was very stressful at that time. That was just all, yeah. Anyway. I can only imagine. Like, oh, man, I personally would feel a little intimidated, you know, if I had Clive Davis, you know, trying to... No, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that, because I was, by that point, I was past the point of being intimidated to really work with anyone, you know, I... I mean, I had that whole Santana single, and I yeah. got to, you know, that, play with amazing. him. And anyway, but I, so it gave me, it gave me more of a feeling of that. So no, I mean, and I had met Clyde before. It wasn't really bad. It was just, it was more. He's, he's. It's just hard to, to make what you want to make when you have somebody that's controlling it all that wants it to be different and. You know, so things were remixed, remastered, redone. He had things done without our you know without us even knowing you know but overall i mean he is a genius dude and i don't take any of that away i just didn't didn't i didn't feel personally like the uh the way that we worked together that's all yeah i mean that that happens there's always going to be creative differences you know unfortunately sometimes yeah of course yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of like that yeah yeah with like a mob vibe <laughs> i'll explain explain that another day anyway it was fun yeah. so you you actually got into a little acting career I mean, you you were in coyote ugly you kind you of did an episode in csi new york in 2009 yeah yeah those were i dabbled in it i i really think i suck so i just like i just stopped doing it. i mean i just unless it was a project like the, the cool thing about the csi was like I got to play it like this musician in the subway and I was able to also write multiple songs for that episode. So like, it was, uh, you know, the, so music, music was intertwined in it. And yeah. for me, it was, that's what made it, I was like, cool, let's do it. But, um, and, and I've done a couple things like that, but I, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that's my world, you know, but who knows? <laughs> well, it's crazy. You know, the amount of, you know, TV series or movies or projects, you know, that have, have you know like license and, and use you know your music oh the gosh yeah the licensing I, I, I was, I was looking, that's I was that's looking, why I was that's why i'm still that's what, lucky 
I'm lucky to be, you know, 40 now and still, not, you know, not need a, a nine to five job. That's yeah. all because of that kind of shit. And I'm I mean, more than lucky. It's like a blessing. So, no, I, it was, it, so many, so many things. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot, probably 40 or 50 TV shows. But then you got to think globally. I mean, all over the place. What, these, it's like, 40, to, so 40 many to 50 TV shows? It, um, around that yeah, around? at least. Wow. At, at least, and I'm talking about ones that were in America. Wow. Um, I, I, only I don't seen, know. I, I, only seen globally. Like, I only seen like 30. I didn't know it was that much. That's that's really that's awesome. Yeah. That's no, it's there was a lot of there was a lot of shit because there's also like there's also the things that we got hired to do. Like I was hired to um, to cover Sweet Home Alabama for whatever the hell that movie was. Reese I forget. Um and uh, I was hired to write the theme song for the Daredevil movie and mm-hmm. um you know and then so those were diff- those were so I had music those were projects that actually you know those were really fun because I got to actually you know create the song for specifically for projects you know Definitely. but um but 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 yeah it was uh yeah no I'm crazy it's just insane how much that 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 all that stuff worked and globally just everywhere i mean the song wherever you go has gone to number one multiple times in multiple countries as other artists have covered it yeah. i mean wherever you go has gone to number one three times in england um because of other people have covered it and one one was a jazz cover it was great i forget her name it's a really really cool cover that it's number one yeah it's crazy yeah uh, great, I, I always say great music never dies you know honestly great, yeah, i great guess music never yeah, I, that's my opinion at least yeah that's that's how i think yeah no i was i'm i'm fortunate enough to have really really solid fans like they're, i mean they're they're there's people that have stuck with me for you know through thick and thin through disappearing for years with illnesses and things and probably you know i mean and uh, you know i mean i did i just right before covid literally that like 2020 or whatever it was was it 2020 anyway that i I just finished this like long epic europe tour and it was the first time i was in europe in 10 years and i i had nothing i didn't know what to expect like every major city was just packed and there were people there that i hadn't seen in like 20 years like fans now it was was just so cool um but then COVID hit yeah yeah that was a bitch anyway yeah, <laughs> we're going around the circle, we're coming back around to the COVID. Yeah, the definitely. Um, so I, I know we're uh, running out of time, but Alex, what are you currently, is, is there anything that you're currently working on that you can announce or any things that we can expect? Yeah. In- <clears throat> yeah, so I'm, like I said, I'm, I am in the, in the process, first of all, in the process of creating a new, um, I already have this done, but I was creating a new band of, of players. I, the calling has always been a hired act thing. I've never had band members. Do you know what I mean? So I, there's always been people just in and out that I would hire. It was, you know, me and then hire people. But this time I actually put like a, a real band together. These are guys that are like really dedicated and working on it. And, That's and awesome. yeah, I'm starting to work with, I'm starting to work with the, the producers of, producer sorry the mixer and producer for the the, the script the band the script oh wow that, that's who that's who's that's who's working on the new the new calling album with me um so the so yeah i'm i'm able to say now that i officially can release music as a calling 
I, I run all, I have all the public social medias and I'm about to finally, you know, kind of reinvigorate that, you know, put, put new, new, new photos up, new music, new everything. The album probably won't be till later this year, but, okay. but yeah, there will be, yeah. When you, when you, that's when you, uh, in tour, yeah, touring too. Yeah. When you, when you come to, if you come to Boston or at least, you know, the New England area, I'm def, I'll definitely be there. And it, oh it, yeah. No, America, we will It'd be an honor. Yeah, of course, we go. We'll go. We'll go all over there in America. But I think the first thing we do is we got to do it. I have a huge tour in South America that was supposed to happen last year. Oh, that wow. was one of another. I also I also had a whole American tour, a US tour, which would have taken me right to you actually last year. Oh, wow. Um, but that got canceled. That got canceled too. Anyway, but they got re like so the, the the South America one got re. Now that's happening in um, May. So I'll be down there. Not whatever. There's any South American listeners. <laughs> they yeah. they think they know. They already know. But, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I'll be touring America probably this year as well. Sure. Okay, perfect. And what's uh, obviously uh, you guys have your the band Instagram social media handle. But where can people yeah? So the call it's the original. Just real quick, the original website. The, the, call, the there's somebody been sitting on the calling website forever. The calling.com. So oh. it's always been the calling music. Okay. The callingmusic.com is our main website, but if you go to the Calling Music Twitter, the Calling Music on Kick, the TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> or or Calling, it's it's all it's Calling Music, but yeah, you can find us on everything. Okay. Or on all that stuff. Yeah, Instagram is, you know, um, but but yeah, to just remember the Calling, for anyone listening, the Calling has been has had to been, it's been actually Alex Band, Alex Band of the Calling. It's been all these different things for ten years, so. So again, uh, I, I've got to like take you know people from Alex Band's social medias and try to get them to back into the college social medias. It's, it's a it's it's a long process, but it's it's exciting to be finally doing it. Yeah, I, sure. I'm really happy for you, man. I really wish you honestly like so much happiness and, and success this year. And you know, obviously with the mental health, you know, I I honestly wish you know I hope everything goes well and you're at peace and. Um, you know, I, I would yeah. love to do a follow-up interview when when you when you guys get closer sure. to yeah. dropping yep. the, the project. Um, Alex, thank yep. you so much. Like, I really appreciate it for you to come on the show and, and do this interview. You know, you're a legend in my yeah, eyes, and, and, and this really made my day. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I appreciate it. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank, I mean, of course, thanks for having me. Of and course. yeah, anytime. I'd love to come back. Awesome. All right, man. Thank you so much, Alex. Cool. Have a great day. All right. Talk to you soon. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening or watching a brand new episode of On Air with JT. And of course, as you know, my name is Justin Thomas, but you can call me JT. And again, thank you so much for all of your support. I really, really do appreciate it. You can listen to this show exclusively on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just head over to onairwithjt.com and all of my links and platforms are there. You can also watch the full episodes and clips, behind the scenes, exclusive content at my YouTube channel. Just type in onairwithjt. Just head over to onairwithjt.com and everything is right there. And of course, if you are a business owner, a brand, a company, and you're interested in advertising on this podcast, my social media platforms, 
and my new podcasts that are launching this year, then send me an email. Of course, serious inquiries only. You can email me at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Yes, sir. You are listening to On Air with JT. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. Caution, you are listening to On Air with JT, a fully uncensored, raw, and unfiltered show. JT doesn't give a fuck. You are listening to On Air with JT. Pop culture, news, rants, interviews, serious discussions that the mainstream media won't talk about, and so much more. This is On Air with JT. You are listening to On Air with JT.
If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. This is a JT exclusive interview. Listen to On Air with JT on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Go to onairwithjt.com. If you are a business owner, brand, company, or anyone selling a product and you want to advertise on this podcast, email the show directly at onairwithjt at gmail.com. We are offering extremely low rates for a limited time. Once again, email the show at onairwithjt at gmail.com.